What up? We're here. Day one, World Championships. I'm in Eugene. I'm in a dorm in Hamilton Hall where the college kids stay. Because there's not a lot of Airbnbs available in Eugene this week, for these next 10 days, really. Uh, and we are ready to go. We're going to be doing this podcast live on YouTube. We're, we started a little bit late. Sorry about that. 8.30 local, 11.30 Eastern, 10.30 Central. After every day, recapping uh, the morning and evening sessions. It's going to be fun. Uh, these podcasts might end up being some solo affairs by yours truly. We might switch out to Kevin, but just to kind of give you guys an understanding of the logistics of how these this world this world championship media architecture works. They run a race and they have to go, the athletes have to go through so many interviews that it takes a long time for certain athletes, especially the marquee athletes, to make it through the entire mix zone. And unfortunately, Flow Track is part of the internet press. So it goes to like the, the linear TV press first, then it goes to the written press, people who are writing newspaper articles, and then the internet press. So we get the the thirds of all the of all the interviews, which is fine. We're willing to wait. But because of that, Kevin right now is still in Hayward Field underground waiting to interview Allison Felix. So we can kind of understand, we can get the interviews for you and put them up on the YouTube channels and on our website. So let's start with Allison Felix. We did a little bit, I did a little pre-podcast, for those who don't know. Let, go to the Instagram channel. I go live from 8 to 8.30, doing a, a pre-show of the show. And I went on a little rant, and I'll do the rant again. USATF ruined Allison Felix's final race. Allison didn't do anything wrong. She ran phenomenal. She split 50.1 at her age, at what she's expecting, what we were expecting of her, 50.1. Is great. Even, you know, the men ran all right. They ran 44, but, you know, they could have ran a little bit faster. Kenny Simon ran 50.9, which is a good run for her. But we left so many talented men and women on the sideline watching Allison Felix's last hurrah. Michael Norman, champion Allison, Randolph Ross, Michael Cherry, Sydney McLaughlin, Britton Wilson, a thing Mo, Abby Steiner, uh, Talitha Diggs, I could go on and on and on. There were so many talented men and women who could have ran 0.2 faster, 0.5 faster, which would have been enough for USA to win this and not finish third like they did at the Olympics. USATF needs to figure it out. They need to figure out that we can't just walk into a global championship and think we're the best quarter mile country, men and women. We can run our third string and come away with a with a win that's not what's going to happen because these other countries they want to win medals they want to go all in and we saw we saw Femke Bull go all go, go all in for Netherlands we saw Dominican Republic with Polino go all in just like 48 seconds these other countries are trying and we aren't so it kind of sucks because this should have been a win it wasn't and it's all because we decided to get cute. We got a little cute. We got a little cute. We're like, oh, yeah, we can run the sixth and eighth and, and third place finishers, and we'll be fine. But I don't want to go harp too much on the negativity. We should still really 
end the Allison Felix conversation with some positivity. She ends her career with 19 medals. 19. One shy of 20. One more than 18. According to my math. But let's just break down what Allison Felix Hey, y'all. This is Colt. Sorry to step in for just a second here. We did lose Gordon, um, but he is getting back in, and we will be back in just a second um, as we wait. Gordon, you back? Check, check, We're check, back. Check. Are we back? We're back. You're back. Okay, we apologize. We're having technical difficulties. We're going to get this sorted out by tomorrow. I'm on my phone right now because the Wi-Fi in this dorm is shit. I don't know why. I apologize. But what I was saying, we're talking about Allison Felix. Let's talk about her career. 2003 at 17 years old. She makes her first world team. She makes it through the semifinals. Great. 17-year-old making semis. Amazing. One year later, she's getting silver in the 200. Then she gets gold in the 200. Then she gets gold in the 200 and two relay gold. Then she gets silver in the 200 and one relay gold. Then she gets gold in the 200 and one relay gold. Then silver in the 400, bronze in the 200, two relay golds, gold 200, two relay golds, Gets hurt in 2013. Then 2015, gold in the 400, two relay silvers. Silver in the 400, one relay gold. Bronze in the 400, two relay golds. A mixed relay medal. Bronze in the 400 last year at the Olympics. Gets a relay gold in the 4x4. And then now she gets a bronze here in the mixed relay medal. That is a lot of coin. It's a lot. A lot of coin. I didn't even mention stuff she probably did at World Indoors. I haven't, like, done that math. I'm sure she has other World Indoor medals. But I think it's, yeah, I think she competed in 15 global outdoor championships. It's insane. No one does this. No one has this longevity in this sport, especially in this event. You know, she didn't have, like, the marathon to go up to that. A lot of distance runners, you know, they're good in the distance, and then eventually they become marathoners in their 30s. No, Allison Felix, from 17 to 36, having kid in the middle of it all, has an incredible career. So, Allison Felix, applaud. Chat, let's, let's applaud her in the chat. Let's applaud Allison Felix in the chat. Let's get some chat applauses. There we go. Chat emojis. All right. That's Allison for you. But now let's talk about the moment i think of the meet mr fred curly fred curly runs 979 in the first round i haven't done the math but i'm assuming it's the fastest first round ever in the history of global championships bolt wasn't running nine sevens in the first round uh the greats from carl lewis and leroy burrell and all the other fast justin gatlins and all those they weren't running nine sevens in the first round but Fred Curley is. And man, this guy's on a mission. I talked about this in the pre-podcast, which you guys can listen to on Instagram between 9 and 8, between 8 and 8.30 before this podcast. Curley is up to something, man. He is on a mission. I think he wants to break the world record. I think he wants to run 
I believe that's what his plan is. I don't think his plan is to win. Obviously, you're going to get the win if you're running 9-5. But I think his plan is to put down a special time. And he has a chip on his shoulder. I mean, he's the overwhelming favorite, but he's never won global gold, right? He doesn't have that global gold. He got runner-up in the Olympics. This guy wants to do something special. And I think it might happen. I was talking to uh, me and Kevin. We were in the airport. Uh, we'll get to that later, but we were coming from San Francisco to here and a flow track podcast listener came up to us. He's from France, lives in California. We were talk- hitting it up and he believes he, he was like, I want to see he's here. He's come watching. He says, I want to see a world record. And we're like, oh, who do you think is going to break the world record? And he says, I think Fred Curley can do it. I'm like, you don't think Fred Curley can break Usain Bolt's record. And he's like, I think he can. Now, I didn't think that before he said that to me. But now when I see you run 979 in a first round of three rounds, he's going to run 96 maybe. And then if it's special, a 95. So all you Jamaican fans, you may only have 24 hours left of the trump card of Usain Bolt being the world record holder. You may have just 24 hours of bragging rights before it gets shifted to the United States because of Fred Curley. I'm not saying it's going to happen because if it happens, it's incredible and the odds are rare because Bolt is one of a kind. But you guys may want to watch some of those YouTube videos back a few times tonight, a few times tomorrow morning because it may become the former world record holder Usain Bolt. I'm just saying, you may want to watch it. You may want to play it on loop a few times. Just get used to it. If, if Curly doesn't break the world record, he's at least going to run 9-6. Uh, Americans, play the Tyson Gay stuff. Just play the American record over and over. Because if it's not the world record, secondly, it's going to be at least the American record. So Americans, roll back the Tyson Gay clips. Jamaicans, all the Caribbean fans out there, roll back the bolt clips because it may be coming up. So he's going to run either 9-6 and break the American record, or he's going to run 9-5 and break the world record. The re- outside of Curly, I've just got the. I'll, I'll keep the vibe check. Vibe check. Vibe check was the other Americans. They all were smooth. Coleman was smooth. Racy only ran ten flat, but he was super smooth. Romel was waving, crossing the finish line. They all just looked like everything was formality. On the Jamaican side, a Seville. Oh, we got refreshed. We're gonna refresh. Hold on. We're doing a refresh. No check. One, two, one, two. I'm talking. Yeah, okay. All right. So, again, sorry for technical difficulties. You may go in and out. If you see me freeze, I'm going to come back in an instant. So, uh, talking about the Jamaicans. Oblique Seville looked very smooth, had that confidence. He looked like a guy who's ready to make a final challenge for a medal. Akeem Blake, he looked fine, but he came off like a rookie. He looked kind of, like, new to it. It looked like he wants to make the final, but, like, it looks like if he runs well in the semis, that will be like, I did it. So I, the Akeem Blake experience may just end with, you know, a seventh or eighth place finish. Johan Blake did not look that good. But I would give him the benefit of doubt. 
It's Johan freaking Blake. It's the first round. He's not trying to look good in the first round. And I think he was kind of like really just getting rust out, out of the system. And despite not looking as sharp as the Americans, I don't think I'm going to hold it against them. The real test will be when um, how Johan Blake looks after the semifinal. That's going to be the real test of whether or not Blake actually has a shot to break up the big four of the Americans. Uh, Botswana kid breaking the world junior record. He looked good. He, he was not surprised of his U20 world record. He's probably going to inch his way into the final. DeGrasse did not look good. Man, speaking of, we'll talk about gambling. I put, there was a prop bet. I bet $100 that Coleman would beat DeGrasse. Easy money. Coleman is 1,000% going to beat DeGrasse. He beat him in the, in the prelim. He's going to beat him in the final. Um, but last but not least, we got to talk about Marcel Jacobs. Marcel Jacobs does not have it. He proved us wrong by winning the Olympic gold. He proved us wrong by following it up by beating Coleman in the world indoor title. But he's just not been healthy. And he does not look like he's ready to defend his Olympic title or his global title, just call it, because it's not the Olympics. Marcel Jacobs may, may not even make the final. I, I think there's, I, if I had a bet, I would bet Marcel Jacobs does not make the final, which is a bummer because you want a fully healthy Jacobs to go up against the U.S., the Americans, and the Jamaicans, but we're just not going to get it. And, you know, it's just going to be a kind of a bummer of a, of a meet for Jacobs. Now, I could be wrong, right? Maybe he's better than what I saw, but the vibe check, I'm all about vibes. Big vibe guy here. Big, big vibe, vibe guy. Not good vibes from Jacobs. So we might have a new global champion. It's going to be curly. But anyway, so that's uh, the men's 100. Exciting. I could talk more about it, but let's just save it for the final. Finals, 24 hours. Again, watch back the bolt clips. Watch back the gay clips because they're going to be old news in 24 hours. Uh, what else went down? Um, bring up the uh, women's prelims. In the 1500, everyone went through. Nothing too fancy. The three Americans all got through. Uh, Faith Kapiegan looks great. Men's steeple, two Americans got through, Jager and Bohr. Jager was saying that he wants the race to be fast. He thinks if it's eight flat, he has a better shot at meddling than if it's a sit and kick. Um, Hilary Bohr looked pretty good. But, I mean, again, we're, we're talking about steeple prelims. Steeple prelims are the worst prelims to ever exist they should ban steeple prelims i don't know why we do them i think even the men and women in the steeple prelims are like what are we doing here why are we running the steeple chase in a prelim format just go straight final cut out the fat anyway enough of that but there's a bunch of qualifying uh field event qualifiers i'm not gonna really dive too deep into the field event qualifying um we'll kind of react more to when we have the final because going from 24 to 12, it's like the, the, the big dogs on both the men's and women's side are all going to get through. A uh, couple more notes, a few other notes. This podcast is probably going to be the shortest podcast of them all because it wasn't that crazy of a day. Um, but we'll start with our travel woes. I'm not sure if you saw the video, but Kevin and I, we were supposed to get into Eugene late last night. We said on the podcast, or 
two days ago, there's a chance we might miss our connection, and it happened. Kevin sprinted. We did not make it to our connection in Phoenix, so we had to spend the night in Phoenix. Kevin tried, and this is what I learned from this. Kevin is not in shape. Kevin was struggling after this, you know, three minutes of walk jogging with our baggage rollers. And with that known, Kevin is on the line for a bunch of bets. Paulino is potentially going to win that 400. She split 48 seconds today. Faith Kipiegon may lose. Kevin's might have a lot of uh, workouts to do uh, by the end of this week. So I'm excited to see how it plays out. But it was a bummer we missed our flight, but it's fine. We woke up early in Phoenix, found our way here through San Francisco, met a FlowTrack podcast fan in San Francisco. And now we're here. First podcast, it's great. And last but not least, as you guys know, I plan on putting my money where my mouth is, and I plan on wagering on every event here that I can, at least, uh, and, and bet money on every event. So I bet, I did one bet today, the men's 20K race walk. Now, you may say, does Gordon know anything about race walk? I do not. Oh, we got to refresh. Hold on. Can you hear me? Check, check. We're back. Again, sorry for the refreshes. What was I going to say? You may think that I know nothing about the race walk. Well, I actually, I did 20 minutes of research late last night, and I learned that the man from Sweden Super consistent in the race walk, not just in the 20K, but the 35K, the 50K, the 10K. And with that consistency, I bet $50 that he would medal, and he got third, which meant that I won $62.50. One for one on the bets. I didn't put a lot on it because it's the race walk. I'm not going to be dumb and bet $200 on race walk, but I bet 50, and I won. So I'm up. One for one. But here's the thing. I don't want to be the only one making money here. So if you guys are in a state where it's legal to gamble or in a country where it's legal to gamble and there's lines out there, I'm going to tell you some of the bets that I'm making. So we're going to have this podcast with a little bit of insight on the bets that I'm making. Um, Here's the bets I have. I'm going all in on Marvin Bracey, the medal. I'm going all in on Woo of Korea to get gold in the high jump. And I'm going all in on Song of China to get gold. Upset Chase Ely. Sorry, Chase Ely. I want you to win USA, but good odds. I'm going to go with the Chinese Song to win it. Get plus 500. So I just had to do it. Anyway, I'm going to tweet out my bets every day. So if you want to, like, you know, put 10 bucks here, 50 bucks there, whatever. You can ride with me or you can, you know, go the opposite direction and make money that way. You may think I'm dumb and just do everything opposite that I do. That works too. Anyway, so one for one on the bets. I have to bet $10,000. It might be hard to get to $10,000. I'm not going to lie because that's a lot of money. As funny as it would be to bet $10,000 as a, as a bit, it's still $10,000. So I've already placed about $1,000 worth of bets. So I'm starting there. Bet responsibly, right? I don't want to just bet the bet. So I'm starting with $1,000. I'm betting it. The money I make, then I'll rebet that, and we'll go throughout the entire 
week. So join along. This is only podcast number one. It's short. They're going to get better. Sorry about the technical difficulties. We're going to figure out a solution there for tomorrow. We miss Kevin. He's probably still waiting for Allison Felix to give a quote about running 50.1. End the pod with Allison. Thank you so much for your long career, your smiles, your amazing races, and the countless number of medals you brought to the U.S. And thank you, Fred Curley, because you may be the key to bringing back the 100-meter world record to where it belongs, which is right here in the USA. We'll find out tomorrow. Thanks, guys. Like, subscribe, tune in. Instagram Live, 8 o'clock, local, 8.30, here on the podcast channel. We'll see you then. Peace.